And welcome to all our listeners. You're listening to us at Smart Self Growth again. Myself, Morris, and I'll be joined with Jan um, once more. Jan, hope you're well, buddy. How's it, Marius? I'm well, thanks. And welcome, everybody. Always good to be back. Hope you enjoyed last week's episode, and we hope you can follow up with another interesting one today. Awesome stuff, Jan. So today's podcast will be about compassion, empathy, and sympathy. So Jan, I don't know if you want to start off by describing what compassion means to you as a person. To me, it's a combination of kindness and love, and to actually feel someone's sorrow, and there's a general agreeableness between each other. So when you say agreeableness, you mean that both parties are experiencing the event or issue or so together. You as the observer are the one being compassionate to the other person sharing the issue. Yeah, that's right. You're basically in their shoes, but without any judgment. And what's compassion to you, man? I think to me, compassion is to take action when someone is struggling or dealing with hurt and trying to assist and help with that suffering. As you said, there is no judgment in compassion. We feel the other person's pain and we know that we can help or feel that we can help and we help. Compassion always comes with empathy, I believe. It drives connectivity between people. Also paying full attention to the other person. And I know it sounds like you have to be this perfect person to be able to be compassionate, but is it something we are born with or can we learn to be compassionate over time? It's definitely a skill that you can learn. Researching this this episode and with our previous episodes, I've definitely seen that the same with uh, how you regulate emotion and learn the skill of meditation. This is also, compassion is also a skill that you can learn and you can grow it. So you can become good in it. And once you've learned to regulate your emotions, you can actually be able to observe people differently and your thought process was also changed so once you once you've adapted that new ways of thinking you are now able to be more open-minded and then then you can have compassion towards others okay so seeing that we're both in retail at the moment and we are expected to lead others as we have teams of our own how important do you think it is having compassion for that leadership role well, uh, like studies have shown that compassion can make you a better leader. I just want to say on that as well, self-compassion is also very important to being a good leader. If you're overcritical towards yourself, you will struggle to live that out to the people that you're supposed to lead because you will have them treating you the same way you are treating yourself. And remember, agreeableness is sort of like a byproduct of compassion and that helps to relate better to other people and in the long run that makes you a better leader but there's also boundaries and you'll be able to set that better because you'll have a deeper connection with your workforce okay so what is the difference between sympathy and empathy because i was slightly confused at the start because the two of them seem quite similar and i think a lot of people feel the same and struggle to distinguish between them so if you can maybe help us with that at first, I thought that, um, you know, it was sort of the same thing, um, but or had the same outcome. But over time, I, I realized like sympathy 
could fall more in a judgmental side or maybe a little sarcastic if you want to say that but it's not a bad thing i would say like you can still write someone a sympathy card um, you're not doing anything for their pain it's sort of just like okay i am there for you but i'm not there exactly not emotionally yeah you're not there emotionally so it's sort of emotionally you're detached from that person so you won't be able to assist them with any any actions to improve their situation you just say i'm, I'm feeling for you whatever some line, or, or you can be a little bit more on a sarcastic side where someone would say oh my boyfriend cheated on me and then you would say well at least you have a boyfriend which is <laughs> not very cool but uh, yeah empathy is firstly not to judge the other person or the situation that they're in and then you're going to be relating to that emotion and the suffering of that person uh, in such a way that you can support them and love them, but you're basically in their shoes. Now, I just want to say here that it is very important to be mindful when you do that. Uh, if you do that on a constant basis, in a people-pleasing kind of way, uh, you will get empathy fatigue and it's going to be become difficult for you to actually be there for the ones that you need. A good example that I can think of would be if you saw me slam my fingers in the car door, but you didn't automatically feel that pain. Instead, you can empathize by imagining what it might be like to slam your fingers in a door, and that will allow you to feel my pain. Or it can be as simple as noticing someone's facial expression, and then you begin to feel those same emotions whether the facial expression is sad or happy. Like we said, you know, a smile can be as contagious as a yawn. Okay, so in conclusion with sympathy and empathy, the main difference between empathy and sympathy is understanding a feeling versus actually experiencing another's feelings instead. And you're able to understand what the person is feeling. And also to like to really tap into those feelings, which is actually compassion, but I want to go back to self-compassion and how important that is to exercise that and that being kind towards ourselves and realizing it's okay to fail every now and then. You know, with the common humanity as an aspect of compassion, we need to realize everybody has imperfect lives. But when we fail, something feels off and, you know, we might feel self-isolated and cut off and feel alone in our suffering and even over-criticize us or self-talk might become very negative but with self-compassion it becomes an opportunity for us to accept it and not to be hard on ourselves you know promote a general well-being like it's really important for your for your, um, your mental health and for personal growth with it also comes mindfulness you know mindfulness uh, is to turn towards it and i'm talking about your feelings and emotions and you have to acknowledge it in a balanced way and deal with it and self-soothing and self-care opposed to self-criticism are way more healthier. And depression and uh, poor self-esteem and other negative states is a lack of self-compassion. And self-compassion can definitely be linked to self-motivation. And that's just so more positive and rewarding than criticizing and judging yourself. So how do you think we can become more compassionate, Maurice? Okay, let me tell you about a time that I believe to be compassionate. The one time I was at work and I kept popping into the stockroom, going to the back, the canteen is basically 
on the side. So you would pass the canteen every time you would come in and out. I saw there was a staff member there that was sitting there supposedly on the lunch. It was a lunch break. In between the four or five times that I popped in, I think it was over a course of an hour, I never saw this person eating. So after a while, I just went back in and I, I really felt concerned. And I, you know, I asked the person, listen, did you eat? Did you have something? And the person said no. And I really, at that time, thought about how it was in the past if there had been times that I didn't have lunch and how that felt not to be able to afford lunch or for whatever reason. But yeah, I just really put myself in that person's shoe and I offered to buy that person lunch. And that was a time that I believe to be compassionate. And I think if there can be more times like that where we as people just show a little bit of care and try and put ourselves in other people's shoes, we can definitely be more compassionate if we just try and exercise that a little bit more and just notice things that goes on around us, especially with people. Cool. Thanks for the story, Marius. Uh, when you asked that person at lunch, what was their reaction? Their reaction was through facial expression mostly. Through that, I could see there was a, a sort of a appreciation and thankfulness and shame. I mean, it's not always easy to accept such offers. Uh, which is maybe why the person should have considered self-compassion at the same time. So, yeah. And when you saw the shame on that person's face, how, how did that make you feel? It made me feel slightly sad, but I was happy at the same time because I could offer help. So, yes, happy and sad at the same time. So, But that's just me. I don't know if you maybe want to share a time when you express compassion towards someone else and give us maybe one more example. Yeah, I've I've been compassionate to other people. I would like to say that I, in that moments, I wasn't truly aware of my emotions and the other person's emotions. It was just something that I did. It it was more like a, a drive inside of me to help them. Like I've given food to homeless people um, that hangs around the shop where I work, and uh, you know. You do see gratitude on their face. That's sort of like obviously when when something happens, like that happens. And, you know, but given the previous episode and what we talked about coping mechanisms, that's like one of my one of my main negative coping mechanisms is to avoid certain emotional situations and responsibilities. And I also neglect to show compassion for others, mostly the people close to me. So luckily, this is something that can be learned, and I'm very excited to uh, improve that and apply it into my life, and uh, it's actually something that I'm working very hard on in in therapy and, and so on. So yeah. Okay, that's awesome, man. And yeah, we're always learning and looking for ways to improve ourselves, and this is something I'm also working on at the moment, because it's not always the case. It is hard to show compassion at every single moment. For me, I feel that it's very mood dependent. I know that if I'm in a bad mood, I probably not show compassion as I would if I was in a good mood. Uh, so it's something for me to work on and I believe a lot of other people to work on as well because others might also not show compassion due to specific reasons that can be different to mine. There's some other things we can maybe add to this. Uh, you know, it's important to separate the person from the behavior that you're experiencing when you want to try and be compassionate. Like you have to change your mind in the sense that there is no bad person. There's, there's just the bad behavior. And uh, you have to keep in mind that if you're labeling someone as a jerk, it's easier to say, if it's better to say rather, that that person is acting like a jerk. So 
you see how it sort of comes into playing with words a little bit so that you can rephrase it in your mind so that you don't see the person as a bad person but rather as a bad action the, the actions is bad or or wrong that will give you a better ability to be more compassionate i just want to let our listeners know that with empathy it's not just negative feelings but you can also empathize with someone that's happy so that's just some food for thought uh, that it's not always negative related. Uh, researchers found that when participants imagined a person enjoying a particular vegetable, they were able to recognize that person as human. And that brings me to the point where try not to dehumanize the person if you want to be compassionate towards them. Okay, and so going forward, what would we like to challenge ourselves with either daily, weekly, monthly uh, with the lessons we've learned today yeah, with compassion, empathy and sympathy uh, let's do um, visualization of compassion and the method you can use is meditation so basically you visualize having compassion for your friends, strangers and especially your enemies people you don't like people that tick you off um, to have compassion for them and you can see this type of medita meditation as, as brain training because compassion is not easy and you have to keep on exercising this uh, it's a compassion muscle and especially for the people that, that you know has like ability to just push your buttons because it's so difficult we're not going to beat up on ourselves we're going to have self-compassion toward ourselves as well because then you're also practicing having compassion. I think that would be a good challenge. So meditate, visualize being compassionate towards other people and then in your daily life try and implement that. But as the more you visualize it, visualization is sort of like your brain doesn't know the difference if it's real or not. So keep visualizing that and then in real life it will be easier for you to actually do that. Thank you very much, Jan, and thank you to all our listeners for tuning in this week. We are Smart Self Growth, and if you would like to give us a shout, you can do so by emailing us at my email address is maris at smartselfgrowth.com, or you can email Jan, and his email address is jan at smartselfgrowth.com. And we do, of course, have the links in the show notes. From us here at Smart Self Growth, myself, Jan. Awesome. Thank you, people, for listening, and keep on growing.